0: It would be a success for him if he could, like, stay on this list for another week, I would say. <laughs> I, think, no, I mean, I, like, like Aiden said, I mean, I'm sorry, but it's true. <laughs> He's
1: going to listen to this podcast part and just, like, so uh, the greatest season in NBA history. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest and greatest edition of the Youth Thought Sports Podcast. I'm joined by the greatest hosts around, Bart, Wyatt, Aiden, and Jared. Today, we'll be determining who the NBA's contenders and pretenders are, discussing what Jared Goff's value is to the LA Rams, but we're going to get started with the biggest sports news of the past few days in college football, where the Alabama Crimson Tide were crowned national champions last night in Miami. So Jared, as the Crimson Tide won their sixth national championship in the knicks an era, how does this team and its dominance rank compared to past Bama teams, and is there any signs this dynasty is slowing up?
2: I don't think there's recency bias by saying this, that this is Alabama's best team since Saban took over. It's very similar to the 2009 season where an Alabama player won the Heisman and Mark Ingram, and the team went undefeated on route to a national championship. But that year, it was interesting. Mark Ingram won the Heisman, but didn't win any of the other awards that were best player of the year, like Maxwell Award, AP player, Walter Camp. They just had one other guy that won the best linebacker in the country. But this year, every best player of the year, of the year award Devonte smith won that best quarterback they had that best running back best wide receiver best center best interior lineman and best offensive line so the only offensive position where they apparently did not have the best best player was tight end which is crazy easily the best teams the team's best offense since Saban has taken over they averaged more points per game than lsu last year and outscored more outscored opponents by a wider margin than lsu did according to 538 uh, which is pretty crazy, and in defensively, I know everybody was like, "All oh, the SEC defenses kind of suck now," but they were still top twenty in points allowed per game this year at nineteen and a half. So they're pretty good overall. I, I, I would, I could confidently say this is Alabama's best team since Saban <laughs> has taken over. And is the dynasty slowing down? Of course not. Alabama has the highest rated incoming recruiting class. I think the bigger question for me is the the guys moving on. Like, is Mac Jones, Joe Burrow two or Joe Burrow Light, or Diet Joe Burrow, I don't know. How good is (laughs) Mac Jones is the biggest question coming out of here now. But, yeah, I think this is easily the best team that Nick Saban has had.
1: Yeah, it's kind of crazy to me that even at this point they're, like, upping themselves on what they've done in the past. The Mm -hmm. thing I didn't realize until before I was doing research for this is that the 2019 team and this team are Saban's only undefeated national champions, which feels wrong. It feels like they're so historically (laughs) dominant every year that – when they win the title, they just romp through every opponent. But only 0-9 in this year, and they've gone undefeated. And for all the reasons that, like, Jared mentioned, like, I think this is better than the 0-9 team. Uh, even if you just, look, like, position to position, outside of the awards won, like, Mac Jones is better than Greg McElroy, and, like, <laughs>
2: Yeah. <laughs> Julio Jones
1: was great, good in college, but he was nowhere close to Devontae Smith. And it, it's just kind of mind-boggling at this point how they're they just keep getting better. Like I, mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody's gonna stop them. Like I realize they haven't won the past few years previous to this, but it, it just seems a little like, like it's just gonna snowball and snowball until Sabin like leaves or dies. Like I don't think there's like <laughs> anything else that is gonna end.
0: Mm-hmm. I was gonna stop-ness. say something. I mean, he's sixty nine, so the end yeah. must be like semi close, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, got twenty
3: years left in him. Yeah, just.
0: I mean, I. Maybe, like an 80, 90 year old Nick Saban yeah. Like, shout out players. <laughs> I can see it. I can see it. <laughs> no, he, he looks is. remarkably good for a 69, too. He does. Like, he does yeah. I would goals. not have
3: guessed that. I would have guessed, like, 60. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Nine year No, I, I think, uh, another i agree that jared that's a that's a good question to ask is like how good are the players actually going to be i mean i think obviously Devontae smith is going to be great and Mm Najee harris also i'm not so sold on Mac jones Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. but i'm i also wanted to say back to what lucas was saying i think another excellent question is like what can the college football world do if anything to like stop the recruiting monopoly if you will that alabama is (laughs) developing like i know it's not Mm -hmm. quite fair to say it's a monopoly because like obviously a bunch of other teams have a bunch of five-star recruits but it feels like alabama's talent level is just like on another plane and it's yeah. not like what can other teams do to convince recruits that it's not worth going to bama it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy now i know, you know you're gonna get a championship i think i read it yeah every player who's played for nick Saban for at least three years has a championship it's <laughs> like an insane recruiting pitch like yeah. what can the what can the college football world do to stop it because it seems like it's just gonna get worse and worse now yeah. Yeah. Expand, yeah. The you, you, <laughs> expand the playoff. I'm
2: jumping <laughs> off. I'm going to publicly acknowledge this. I'm, I think I'm jumping off the four-team playoff bandwagon. I'm not lie. Whoa. <laughs> wow. I don't like wow. eight teams. I don't
3: like eight wow. teams. Wait, but I'm but what, off four teams. What changed your mind? I and think how many teams do you want? Three, yeah. I want two. No, no. Alabama we gets should... an auto bid, <laughs> and then two teams play for exactly. the right to
1: play Alabama every year. <laughs> I think, Bart,
2: I think if we expanded a lot of people are saying if we expand the playoffs then more people can realistically have a pitch of saying that we we have a shot at the play mm-hmm. of like actually just getting an opportunity to play and that theoretically will distribute the talent more it's it's basically all a theory but if we expanded to an un, not an un, an even number that like wasn't divisible by 4 or whatever mm-hmm. so like 10 mm-hmm. where the top two teams it eliminates the problem that i have where the, the top two teams who are already like miles ahead right. of somebody don't have to just play some meaningless game. They get a buy. I like anything where they get a buy and it's still 10 teams. It might water down the season a little bit, but not by too much. So it kind of, the 10 teams kind of like gets rid of some of my objections and I'm just getting, if we, if we're, if the system is working, it's kind of, bo- it's, it's pretty boring, you yeah. know, and I don't really want it to continue. Just being Bama, Ohio State, Bama Clemson every year. So Yeah. We'll and see.
1: Even speaking of recruiting, they're getting a new Devontae Smith next year too. Spelled exactly wow. the same way. His what? name is the the literal same. Wow. He plays corner, so it's a little bit different, but they are getting another Devontae Smith <laughs> to replace this Devontae Smith. <laughs> <That's hilarious>. so. <laughs> so That is crazy. But a speaking position of,
0: change and then <laughs> So. Yeah, I, yeah, it's just it's very the obviously <laughs> Devon Smith <laughs> next year. Like,
3: he's like, like the same guy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he,
1: he's not a big guy. He doesn't look like he's like he right? could pass yeah. 19 or whatever. So you know, but
3: that's but, the
2: thing too. The thing about Alabama is they don't even need to get the best quarterback in the land. They just get the best receivers, and they're say mm-hmm. he's going to be wide open, just throw yeah, down.
3: What, it. Yeah, I know. That's why. Yeah, I am very <laughs> curious about how Mac Jones will look. Uh, mm-hmm. at the next level because i feel like i'm just always skeptical of alabama qbs and i'm always yeah. like it's not them you know it's the system <laughs> exactly. it's the talent around them and like yeah. i don't know mac jones look pretty freaking good so I, yeah, yeah but it, so i but yeah we'll see but I mean, thing, he's looked, not gonna Tula throw Tula for five touchdowns he's not round. gonna throw for five <laughs> touchdowns that's true or if like 400 um, but, something yards yeah the, the yeah. thing i heard
4: about um and after this i'll let you go bart the thing i heard about um Alabama quarterbacks is they just they play on all star teams like mm-hmm. last year Tua played with Jalen Waddle and Devonta Smith mm-hmm. and Jerry Judy and um whoever whatever the guy the the Raiders I forget his name escapes me, Henry, Henry Ruggs, Ruggs. Oh. Henry you know like Ruggs, they play yeah. on like they're they're throwing to to yeah incredible like they're on they're throwing to NFL stars.
3: receivers yeah yeah, yeah, like guys yeah. Who are so I mean like, it's hard yeah, to like when you
4: look yeah. at guys like um Mac Jones, like it's kind of hard to really evaluate how good they are when yep. you know they're they're they have no choice but to, to make com- or to complete passes, like there's there's hardly any way to mess it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, so uh, one thing is like who's the last good Bama quarterback in the NFL? Um, there's is no yeah. I mean, the, yeah, uh, nah, or, yeah. Tua. I, I was gonna say, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll Maybe. get into that at some other. Um, but I was gonna say one like I don't remember the exact number, so it's not the most useful point. But I remember reading like back to your earlier question, or was it you, Lucas, about the comparing him to Joe Burrow. One super big difference in them is their percentage of throws that they completed into tight windows. Joe Burrow, when he was at LSU, did it a ton. Mm-hmm. Mac Jones basically doesn't have yeah. to, mm-hmm. and I think that's like that's one indicator that in the NFL he won't be as successful. Yeah, have to yeah. be able to do that. Gotcha. Yeah.
2: yeah. Well, but and I mean, it's... was his percentage on? tight windows lower he just didn't have to do it you know no i think he i feel like he was
0: just worse at it
2: okay mm-hmm. gotcha mm-hmm. yeah that's fair then yeah.
1: Yeah. i mean so much of their game plan too is just like the throw to playmakers in space and let them do so it it's like no yeah. fault of mac yeah. jones because he's like good at doing that he's good at like making yeah. like, the easy efficient passes but mm-hmm. like yeah it's, it's just it's, different it's it, it, yeah oh, go ahead sorry
3: no yeah it's it's just interesting to me like i wonder like for top like qb recruits coming out of high school i wouldn't think bama would be one of your top like destinations per se just because like one you're applied that kind of handicap or you're like i feel like there's a mm-hmm. bit of skepticism around your talent and so yeah i wonder if if there's any path towards ending bama's dynasty it's maybe another joe burrow going to a you know mm-hmm. another yeah sec school or clemson or whatever so yeah
1: well, speaking of those three stars, Devontae Smith, Mac Jones, Najee Harris, who have all mentioned, we've played before on here a little game called Start, Sit, Cut, where we're given three players, and we have to say, if we could only choose one for each of them, would we start, sit, or cut? So I present to the group. You are given Bama's three stars, Devontae Smith, Mac Jones, Najee Harris. Who do you start? Who do you sit? Who do you cut?
4: The easy order for me is Start, Smith sit Harris cut Mac Jones because I think I'm going to say, I think Devonte Smith might be one of, if not the best college football player I've se- I've ever seen and probably in a long time. He was phenomenal. And I, yeah. and I feel like, I'd, I know a lot of people would probably expect me to come in here. My tail tucked between my legs cause I've been to Ohio States horn this entire year. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I mean, I did kind of expect that. I did. I said this, I think on the podcast and I said this a lot in private conversations is that I have no idea how we were gonna guard Smith going into the game. I know Sean Wade was the number one corner, but I mean, it it just like the way he tore up the defense the first and second half. It was incredible. He's a phenomenal player, and yeah, I I think he might be one of the best players I've ever seen. Yeah, and I don't know what his forty time is, but he honestly, he could
2: look like that in the NFL too. Kind of like how Tyreek Hill just always seems to be behind everybody. I feel like it could be the same thing for. Devontae. I was gonna say the
0: same thing. Yeah. I, yeah. I do I'm think, Really curious to see his forty time.
4: Yeah, yeah. it's probably a four four. I think um, it could be like. Isn't, isn't Jalen Waddle still a better athlete though? Bigger, stronger, faster.
2: I was wondering about that. I was I'm like, I used sure to think is. Jalen Waddle was the best wide receiver. I'd, I'd yeah, what so you're telling me. So. <laughs> yeah,
1: coming into the year, he was the one that like. Oh, I remember yeah. like David Pollock on College Game Day when he went down. He's like, "Well, there's no way Alabama wins the championship now without Jalen Waddle." <laughs> like, clearly that's not the case. I but. yeah. Yeah, like, I in don't, theory, he's the better prospect because he's, like, built better. Yeah. But there's just, like, yeah. Devontae Smith has, like, the, the it fact or whatever that but, I mean, sort that's, of measurable <laughs> thing is.
4: Yeah, that's what's going to happen over the next couple of weeks of, or months until, until April is we're yeah. just going to sit here and try to poke holes in Devontae Smith and be like, yeah. oh, well, he's, he's a little small, and he's this and he's that. Yeah. He's incredible, and I don't think you can go wrong. And I don't think you can go wrong with drafting any Alabama wide receiver at this point. They just yeah. produce yeah. incredible wide receivers. Yeah. Julio Jones, Amari Cooper, Calvin Ridley. Jerry, Judy, Henry Ruggs, soon to be uh, Waddle and Smith. I mean, yeah, the list I saw a photo
0: at, at one point. They had Ruggs, Judy, uh, Smith, oh my god! and uh, Waddle all, all year, on right? the roster at the same time. What How do you, mm-hmm. that, last oh yeah, year. that, was, that yeah. was last year. Isn't that, I mean, yeah. So yeah, they're a factory now. Oh, yeah.
4: yeah,
3: that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Yeah. I'm interested to see where uh, Devonta Smith goes in the draft. I hope top five. And I feel like he probably played himself in the top five. Like you after know what? I think he's projected sixth.
1: Okay. Yeah. Where? Yeah. You know who, Is that the Eagles? That the Eagles yeah. pick? Yeah. I'm fully prepared um, for the Eagles to pass yeah. on Devonte Smith for like some like flashy prospect <laughs> yeah, quarterback, SME. Exactly. <laughs> like some guy who yeah, yeah. like some guy who ran a good forty and was like average at best in college. Like nope. that's what they've done the last three. was, like built bigger. Draft. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah no, the I, Eagles will drop I another
4: would... quarterback. But they'll <laughs> Lance, and they'll have another controversy. <laughs> And then the pick will go to the Dallas Cowboys, and then they'll drop Devonta Smith, and then they'll have yeah. as many wide <laughs> receivers as they possibly can. Oh, my goodness. And we'll go oh, Five forward. wide receiver sets every
0: <laughs> Yeah. No, but, yeah, I agree with that order, though, Wyatt, going back to your answer. I <clears throat> yeah. Am, I'm yeah, pretty I, high on <throat> Najee Harris now, and I'm not sold on Mac Jones. So, yeah, yeah I, I feel like Matt Jones model. is probably like what, like a like a fourth, fifth rounder, or
3: a third rounder. He's in the is he's a... projected first round. Yeah, moment. he's a first really. Round. really? <laughs> no, yeah, low projected. first
0: round. How many quarterbacks can he's... really go in the
4: first round?
3: That's yeah. a good question. At, like, there's right, like two?
0: five.
4: There was
2: like five one year, right? <laughs> at, like <laughs> three, three years heard. ago, there was like five.
3: Yeah.
0: yeah, I'm not sure about all that.
1: I think he's. I don't know if he belongs there, but yeah. Yeah, I think it's just inflated because of this. Like, he's not like a Jamarcus Russell type of inflation, but like. He very clearly was not the engine behind yeah, why that offense yeah. was so good this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he's good and efficient yeah. at what he does, and, like, it's impressive what he does, but it's not, like,
3: yeah.
1: all I, he's yeah. doing.
3: <laughs> I think the Jets should take uh, Devonta Smith at two, and then Mac Jones will slip into the second round, and they'll take him, and those two together, <laughs> unstoppable. Uh, you know, going to be the same where, exact thing as it was in college.
2: <laughs> you know where a lot of people are predicting Mac Jones to go? That I feel like mm-hmm. just, like, seems like so perfect is the patriots he just seems like a tom yeah. Brady. yeah i could see
3: yeah i could see, I that. Could see Interesting. It
2: well. yeah the well, patriots well, like, have i think boring? the 15th pick Cause boring, because he because yeah. he won a lot in college but like isn't getting that much credit for it mm-hmm. that was tom brady too yeah
4: this thing is he's not like a tom brady was a multiple year starter am i correct yeah so, uh, is, so is I Mac Jones. Mac Jones. He started like just... three games last year. <gasps> <laughs> he did. You know what, Touche? You're right. Technically, yeah. <laughs> I like his All resume. Right. I will say this, and I don't want it before we move on. Is uh, last year or last week we were a little skeptical about the Texas hiring of um, SARS.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I think
4: it's worth it. You know, oh, yeah. when you're when you're the yeah. offensive coordinator on the number one offense in yeah. probably college football in the last couple of years. I mean, I think maybe 2019 LSU team might have been better. But yeah. when you're, I mean, when you're the offensive coordinator of a team that that's good, all star plays or not, um, you know, you might deserve a shot. So <laughs> I, I, I'm not gonna mm-hmm. I'm not gonna bash Texas just. Texas might be back. I'm just gonna say it. I'm just they're gonna say they're it. back. I, I they're said back. it
2: last. I said it last episode. They're gonna play in the Big 12 championship. I'm
1: calling it. <laughs> I don't know if that's it, being back but yeah like, that's, just playing that's good enough no, they no, haven't been, they haven't good.
2: won one in like since like 09 or something like that it's been a while that's I don't know about nine,
1: 09 when I was looking I meant to bring this up 09 album's first national championship for like frame of reference for how long it's been they played Texas in the national championship yeah yeah see, like pretty, it just it just seems like a different era of Texas being like a competitive who was Texas's football.
3: quarterback at the time it was what, a McCoy. Was a Cole McCoy? McCoy. Okay, McCoy, gotcha. Yeah. Oh wow, Matt that Brown was a while was ago. There. Yeah, <laughs> that, was, that was a long time ago. Yeah. Oh, God.
1: Well, moving from historically dominant teams to historically not dominant teams, Hayden, <laughs> the Cleveland Browns won their wildcard game this weekend, staving off a late surge from the Pittsburgh Steelers after they took a 28 to nothing lead in the first quarter, making both wide and I six and zero when it came to playoff <laughs> predictions. Mm-hmm. This game also showcased. <laughs> Two very different quarterback performances. As Big Ben threw three picks in the first uh, half, while Baker was, you know, relatively efficient, relatively impressive, and led his team to a win. So, Aiden, I ask you, is this the road for Big Ben? And has Baker earned his fifth-year option?
3: Yeah, I think it, it is the end of the road for Big Ben. It was, it was a good run. It's a, there was, a, like, a clip of him with uh, Pouncey after the game, and they were they were both talking about how sorry they were, apparently about how poorly everything went in the first quarter. And mm-hmm. um, there's there a lot of speculation that they'll both just retire together because they're, like, apparently very tight. Um, and, like, Big Ben this year, like, obviously, that like, the Steelers were good, but he's not what he used to be, and he's had his injury, injury troubles. Like, I, I think this is a good time to step out um, a year where they were good, but he's got to pass it on. Um, I don't think... I don't know if Mason Rudolph is the, you know, is the, the guy. Um, so that's a, that's a whole other thing for the Steelers to figure out. But I think it's yeah. the end for Big Ben. Um, and Baker, yeah, Baker has earned his fifth-year option. Um, I think, like, honestly, it felt like kind of a... I don't know if this is the Browns fan perspective, but it felt like a victory just them making the playoffs in the first place, like, getting oh, yeah. that spot. Um, <clears throat> yeah. I think the fact that they had this was just such a bonus. Um, and... Like I, I think you've gotta buy into Baker as quarterback of the future now. I think even without this game, they you know, we're going to. Um, but I, I think this is yeah, he's he's definitely earned it, I think.
2: I agree. I think I think with quarterbacks nowadays with like this crazy quarterback market, like Baker's not gonna get he's not gonna be able to command the top dollar. So you can pay you pay him now on yeah. the price he is the price he is right now hope he's hope he becomes like the best quarterback in the league and you get like 3 years out of him when he's when he's making like the 20th best contract in the league or whatever. Yeah. It's just more beneficial for the team and they're going to have I mean they're they're going to have to pay a lot of people I'm assuming pretty soon with Jarvis Landry, yeah. OBJ, they're getting older but it Miles is under contract. Yeah. So yeah. I I think for next year only, but you know what I mean, but down the road, I think it's a good smart idea to get Baker locked up. Yeah. as for Definitely. the Steelers this is such a good quarterback class this year that they mm-hmm. are almost certainly I mean right I think mm-hmm. they would be pretty dumb not to draft a quarterback in the first yeah. round this year hope maybe like Kyle Trask or something might fall to them I think he'd be a good pick um,
1: uh, I even think Mac Jones like in, speaking of yeah, places he's where you going to fit I see that I too yeah. I think Mac yeah. Jones would be a good fit I think him and Big Ben are like sort of a similar genre of quarterback to him, yeah. which he could plug in sort of nicely yeah. into that role and grow into it. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah, we'll see. It just seems like, even though we're in like the era of old quarterbacks, like with Brady and Breeze and Rodgers, like Big Ben was always kind of towards the bottom of that class, and, or not class, but like that era of quarterback. Yeah. And it just seems like his time is sort of
0: dried up at this point. Mm-hmm. So yeah.
3: Yeah. But, and I, mean, I think like, Oh, Go ahead, Bart.
0: Sorry. I was no, just right. I mean, like, I agree, like I could see him retiring, but I don't think he was like so much worse this year than previous years that like I could easily see him playing one more year. That's so, I, I think right. so too. I mean like I yeah. I, I think it's gonna come down to him and whether he's got, you know, like the, uh-huh. the grittiness and the heart for it for another <laughs> like year of like brutal getting beat up all the time, which quarterbacks do. Yeah. I just think like I would feel bad as the Steelers org if they um, if they had to draft a new quarterback without Big Ben being there because I feel like it would yeah. be really nice for him to be able to yeah. tutor a guy for one year. Exactly. And since Mason Rudolph probably isn't the yeah. guy, yeah, they're like probably. trying to roll out, to out a new right? rookie quarterback right off the mm. bat would be probably <clears throat> tough, especially since they're not picking up you know in the yeah, top five yeah. or anything like that. Yeah. I
2: mean,
1: yeah. Well, and it could be like a good situation for like a Mac Jones or even a Kyle Trask who might not plug right into an NFL system for them to you know him to sit one year behind big ben like it feels very very yeah. comparable in that case to i know this is the classic example but like rogers behind Favre, like it's a very terrible <laughs> situation there and it gives him some time to get experience and grow and i don't know hey, with an organization who's as well run as the sealers always are despite <clears throat> the playoff struggles recently i could see it working out to be a very nice situation for them and be a win win um... for everybody
4: you know I don't I don't see the possibility of Big Ben tutoring mentoring a guy for one year because I mean like the Chargers could have done that the Chargers could have they saw the number six overall pick they could have re-signed Phillip Rivers and let him play for one more year and then moved on moved into Justin Herbert I just don't think that every quarterback is like like the thing about Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre and uh, Alex Smith and Patrick Mahomes and those kind of things is like. They could have got a couple more years of production out of Alex Smith if they wanted to. Or like Ben Roth, or, or excuse me, uh, Brett Favre, they got a couple more years out of, pro- of production. They're trying to do the same thing with Jordan Love. I just don't think that's the case where like, where like there was no timetable to put in those two guys. But when you put, when you dropped a quarterback and you have Big Ben and you know he's only going to be there for one year, what's, I mean, he's pretty much, he's practically breathing down the neck of Big Ben. Right, because mm-hmm. at any moment they could replace him because they know it's a one-year rental as far as Big Ben is concerned. If Big, if this is three years ago and they drafted a quarterback and they didn't have any actual timetable or pressure to put in the rookie, or see what the rookies got, then, you know, it, it would. I would say go ahead and drop a quarterback, <clears throat> and let him sit behind Big Ben. But, I mean, the fact of the matter is, is, Roethlisberger is pretty much shot. Like I think his arm is just not what it used to be. He's coming off of a, what tommy john surgery i believe um he's just can't move anymore the name of his game was that he was like this mobile big body like athlete yeah. where he could just kind of take hits and he's just not that guy anymore and i don't think it's unfair for him to to you know it's not like it's an indictment on him to, to wind it up at like 37 38 yeah. years old like so, he's had a great yeah. career he's a first bout hall of famer he has a championship underneath his belt he really doesn't have anything else to prove in my eyes so i mean yeah if, that's if sure. i were the steelers i would start posting mm-hmm. thank you big ben montage videos right now <laughs> preparing for the draft. A quarterback That's uh, because yeah. it like i mean this is a really good quarterback class and they might be able to even trade up yeah. or you know jump into the top 15 and to get dropped a guy they have but, but there's a lot of good guys that could plug in do you think it
1: could be a harm here's. though to like if he sticks around another year and like like do you think it would like fracture the organization like even if you don't think it's the best move in the world like do you think there's harm in keeping big Ben around for another year if he wants it and then like having him even if he isn't the perfect mentor like at least give a mac jones or a kyle trask a year to develop
2: i I think I, the I problem think bad, is then. that yeah. i think the problem is that the steelers next year are thinking super bowl right yeah, yeah. they're not thinking like oh we're, we're gonna see how we do they're thinking super bowl <clears throat> And you don't really win a Super Bowl with a rookie quarterback. That's like, but except that for Big Ben,
0: right?
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. True, true, yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah. But they're not—they're not, they're not going to win a Super Bowl with Big Ben, though. Like their offense yeah. was a knee man. I mean, I think it was like especially same... towards the dilemma. end of the season. Like, I just don't think that should be their goal per se. I still—if th- Big Ben returned next year, I wouldn't be surprised at all if they made the playoffs again, but i don't know like it
4: just yeah. it feels like the colts for me too it's like the colts and weren't yeah they were hopeful the but they were not gonna win a super bowl with philip yeah like it just <laughs> it was like oh you know no, maybe we'll figured. get lucky we have this other like great team around him but it turns out it just wasn't gonna happen and the the same thing with big ben is like they have a, a group of really good wide receivers yeah, great defense and you know mm-hmm. they still just kind of he threw four picks and they just they couldn't make it anywhere further like their offense needs an overhaul. They need a new running, or not a new running back, but another running back to go along. And I think mm-hmm. they just need a quarterback to kind of spice up the offense a little bit. If you look at the other athletes that they're in division, the division, it's, um, or in the AFC, it's Deshaun Watson, it's Josh mm-hmm. Allen, it's Patrick Mahomes, it's Lamar Jackson. Like Those are the type of quarterbacks that are pioneering the next 10, 15 years. And you can't expect Big Ben to even, even though he has this historic background, you can't expect him to match any of the other stuff. It's just not gonna happen anymore. The offenses are different than they were when Big Ben got drafted in 0-4. four. We're seventeen years past when Big Ben played. Used to play or when Big Ben first started off. Yeah, yeah. Long departure. And well we also said to kind of go with the original conversation, I think a couple months ago we we're like, Oh well, you know, Baker is like third or fourth mm-hmm. in that division mm-hmm. as far as quarterback play goes. I think he's a solid second now. Behind Lamar Jackson, yeah. of course.
2: Well I mean, mm. yeah, when Burrow doesn't have his ACLs, mm. Baker's in front
4: of him. <laughs> I would put Baker in front of him. I would yeah. Given I mean, the games yeah. that Burrow played.
0: Give it one yeah. more season.
2: Yeah, yeah. We'll oh, see. If he beats the Chief, yeah. then he'll I be see, yeah. he'll be asking for some big money yeah
3: to go back quickly to your thing jared about how much baker is getting paid i think he's actually gonna get paid a lot i think that really? like i think he's like jared goff got that got a huge deal and i that's feel a like a terrible he's, contract yeah yeah <laughs> but i feel but like, still, that's, like, like it, that's how it works like it's just yeah. like but, yeah, and if get Baker's paid, getting
1: if jared yeah. goff is getting a contract yeah. and like baker who i think is a more impressive quarterback and like Show comparably, like look at what this guy is. Yeah, like, yeah. So I, I, I don't
3: think they're going to get like a bargain per se. I guess even though you're totally, you're totally right that they have a lot of, I feel like expenses coming up. So but, I don't know how they're going to balance that.
4: Okay, but if the Browns don't pay Baker Mayfield 130 million dollars, which mm-hmm. team is going to pay Baker Mayfield 130 million dollars? Because I don't think there is a team that's going to do that. I think he can warrant a 49ers. They would. I, I think, think there
3: are teams that like. I think. They overpaid for a Jimmy Ryan G. Yeah, people overpay for yeah. quarterbacks. I don't think. I think he's gonna get a, a bigger contract I, than Brian Tannehill.
4: Not thirty million dollars
2: a year. Yeah, I don't think he will because Jared Goff made the Super Bowl. That's why he got the contract, yeah. right? Yeah. I, unless Baker yeah. makes the Super Bowl, maybe he could. Win it that, I, don't, I don't think they are. <laughs> well, you never know. Yeah,
1: true. <laughs> but Speaking we're gonna play of this back, Goff, Jared. Yeah, we uh. <laughs> We do have a topic about Jared Goff tonight. So, as Jared has reported, based on his own original (laughs) viewing of the game, uh, Troy Aikman and Joe Buck on Fox's broadcast of the Seahawks versus the Rams were pushing the narrative that the Rams and Sean McVay were unhappy with Jared Goff. So, Bart, we ask, is his contract worse than Carson Wentz with the Eagles, and are the Rams heading in a direction where they'll have to ship Goff out?
0: so let me just let me just start off with the obvious thing here no one's contract is worse than Wentz's (laughs) did you see Wentz this season I think that much is clear the Wentz contract I mean I know we were just saying the Gov contract is bad, but the Wentz one is just a travesty so with that out of the way I do agree that the Gov contract is is not great and the Rams are probably regretting it but I think there's it's like there's more to it than that like I mean, so, obviously, Goff has actually won playoff games. I mean, he made the Super Bowl, like we said, so that's one thing. We know, I mean, we know his ceiling. It's not super high, but it's not like it's tragically low either. I think when he's paired with with Sean McVay like this, he's not, I mean, he's not terrible. I mean, his numbers this year were super, like, middle of the road. The Rams passing offense overall was pretty middle of the road. But it's not like it's, like, bottom of the barrel. So, I think the Rams probably do regret it because they're kind of locked in now, I think. But it's not mm-hmm. like it's the end of the world. I think they've shown that they can still build a talented roster around him. And I think actually it's, so he's signed through 2024 right now. The mm-hmm. only other quarterbacks who are signed through the are Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, and <laughs> funnily enough, Carson Wentz. So I think by the time we get down to like 23, 24, I think a bunch of other quarterbacks will have been signed and Goff's contract will look even better than it does right now. Kind of like what you were saying, yeah. Jared, about Baker Mayfield. So I think that's one thing. But secondly, it's kind of just like, teams know that this is Goff's ceiling-ish and they know that his contract is pretty extreme right now. I don't know what the Rams could possibly get for him or who would be interested in trading for him. I think the Rams would have to also add some sort of talent or draft picks or something just to get rid of him. So I think right now they're kind of, they're doing what they need to do basically, which is try to build an elite defense, try to hope Sean McVay can power the offense to be like creative enough to put up enough points. And basically try to win a Super Bowl with the defense, which maybe mm-hmm. they'll do, you know, this year. But mm-hmm. I, I, think with Goff, you basically just have to accept that he's middle of the road, and, and mm-hmm. you know, they they signed him this massive contract. I think they're just gonna have to wait four years or whatever mm-hmm. until it's over. <laughs> yeah,
4: mm-hmm. yeah.
2: It's interesting though because the 49ers have the same problem, but they're going a different dri- apparently they're going a different direction where they want to get rid of Garoppolo. But how do you get rid? I don't know. I don't know how they do it. Garoppolo, they can give him back to the Patriots. Apparently, the, Belichick loves him. So. but apparently, with and, but they have a good contract, defense. I go don't ahead,
4: think yeah, that I was Garoppolo's contract. I think they can cut him with zero to, to or little to no, um, cap implications. That's that's why they can move off of Garoppolo. But go um, ahead, Jared. I
2: was just gonna say that the 49ers were a team that was like, we have a middle of the road quarterback, but we have an excellent defense. Now a year after the a year removed from the Super Bowl, Super Bowl, they're like, we need a new quarterback. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? I, I just don't know if the the defense wins championships happens. I don't think that's true anymore. Definitely not in the uh, college football. I don't think it's true in the NFL either. I don't know,
1: but you see the number like the teams we're talking about, the Rams and the Forty ers are teams that made the Super Bowl with average quarterbacks. So yeah. I don't. And then lost. Yeah, but I mean, they made it there. Like, I like? Mm-hmm. Of the new, like, young-gun quarterbacks, the only one that's won a Super Bowl is Mahomes at this point. Like, I realize it's early in career So far. Like, yeah, so far. But, I don't know. Like, at this point, I feel like you can't completely, like, discredit the value of a defense in winning a championship. Not that necessarily you're doing that. But I think that there's the potential for, I don't know, a team to at least make, if not win a Super Bowl, with an average quarterback
4: yeah but i mean i think the funny thing is that we can imagine sean mcveigh winning a super bowl and this is the same thing as kyle shanahan like jared said like their mm-hmm. their offenses are so good that they can make it work but they're not as great as they possibly could be and i think mm-hmm. as a football fan we're all kind of looking and wondering what sean McVay could do with a quarterback that's not jared goff or what kyle shanahan could do with a quarterback that's not um garoppolo like I don't think that Sean McVay is afraid of moving off of Jared Goff because he actually started the game with the the Wolf kid who played in like the AAF or whatever. Um, whatever it might be. Wolfer, yeah. <laughs> uh, the like they, they Jared Goff was obviously healthy enough to play the game and Sean McVay still chose the backup quarterback to start the yeah, game. That was, it wasn't an that was inversion. It wasn't like, oh, we'll run him out there for a series. I think Sean McVay was fully prepared to play him the entire game. Without mm-hmm. playing Jared Goff because he thought that that guy gave him the best chance to win. Uh, I, I don't play, think
0: Goff is as healthy as you seem. To yeah. Be. yeah, yeah, he's healthy enough to thought play. Thought was... And if
4: he's not healthy, he doesn't he doesn't suit up. I mean, they're not going to put him out there.
0: No, I mean, I think their third stringer is Blake Bortles, right? I think yeah. they literally just took Goff because they <laughs> hoped they crossed yeah. their fingers that there wouldn't be an injury to Wolford. and then mm-hmm. it yeah, yeah. Super I think. But Blake Bortles was injured
2: too, so. <laughs> yeah, and injured
0: Jared
1: Goff is like a. Better, Preferable. A, like a full strength, like portals.
2: But teams, I, I will say no, this I, though to on Wyatt's side, teams view like when somebody, when somebody like dislocates their thumb or whatever, it's a 30, it's like a five million dollar thumb, right? Because he's, he's getting paid 30 million dollars a year or whatever it is, yeah. you know, like they they take that stuff pretty seriously, even if it is the playoffs.
4: I'm just saying they they can't put they won't put Jared Goff out there if they don't think that he's healthy enough to play in a game because, I mean, yeah. everybody is one snap away from being in the game and playing for the rest of the game. So, I mean, they had yeah. to know that there was a possibility that Goff would have gone in, but they still they still chose the other guy because they thought I'd give him a better chance to win. And I, th- I just think that at some point that Sean McVay is going to gonna try to cut loose and move on from Jared Goff or do whatever it takes because I don't think that the Rams have shown that they're afraid to make any moves to win the Super Bowl. I mean, they, they fired Wade Phillips at this, like, the start of this year, I believe. Mm -hmm. you know because they because they just like you're not good enough and i I think that that might be the case for jared goff is they might look jared goff and say you're not good enough we're gonna move on and i i I applaud him for it but you know i wouldn't be surprised if it happened
0: that's that is one thing i meant to mention like rookie deals are super nice because they're so cheap Mm -hmm. so i Mm -hmm. could see them but I, i like, getting a rookie and starting him mm-hmm. over Goff is one thing, but I don't know yeah. how they get rid of him if they want to go that route. Yeah. yeah. they like, you could just bench like Goff. It would yeah. be ridiculous, but they could. <laughs> they got rid of Todd know. Gurley,
2: though. Everybody was like, oh, they have the worst contracts in the league with Todd Gurley, and they, they got rid of him somehow.
0: Yeah.
2: I don't know. It, it, yeah, you can, then people will probably pay even more for a
1: quarterback, right, like we've been saying, so. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, but it's golf. Quarterbacks are yeah. paying for like, if, like I don't know like the Todd Gurley didn't have benef- a good season. with mean, the trade. Yeah. yeah, but the cost benefit of like a, yeah. a massive contract, Jared Goff doesn't seem like that high. Yeah, like if you're like, looking for yeah. an elite quarterback, you're not going to trade for Jared Goff.
3: Because we we were just saying that we wouldn't pay Baker. A team wouldn't pay Baker 130 million. Like you're taking on essentially that for Jared Goff, maybe like a year off at this point. Mm. Like so, like I I yeah. And I also just don't see them, I don't know, I don't see them taking a quarterback, like, in the late first round this year and starting him over Goff next year. That seems four years dramatic. So. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, I mean, maybe at some point they have to make a move. But I don't know if the situation's that desperate yet. I mean, Jared yeah. Goff didn't have a terrible year. I mean, he had a 67% completion rate. Like, that's that's pretty good. He did, yeah. did throw 13 picks, but, like, I don't i don't know i think it's not near the situation with carson wentz where it just like imploded and he's just not doesn't seem like he'll be the player that he you know originally was Mm. like this is kind of what you knew was coming from jared goff maybe a little Mm. worse than he was during that super bowl year but like Mm. it's he's a game manager he's okay
1: and he works well in their system too like they've had success with him as quarterback maybe not the highest levels of success they could have but i don't think like Unless you can get an elite quarterback, I don't know if it's worth blowing up for. Yeah. For taking a chance on someone
3: else, but
4: a quarter a good quarterback is always worth blowing it up for.
3: But they don't have a good quarterback option, like unless yeah, they're gonna like, bet on it, you know.
1: Like that's what I'm saying. Like unless they could get someone that's like a surefire dunk, which like I don't think they really could. Like I don't think it's worth. Deshaun Watson.
2: Up. Deshaun Watson. What if they can
1: that? get Deshaun Watson, <laughs> yes, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> one yeah, for what, one, but he Jared wants out. Deshaun Watson, Watson wants out though. <laughs> Yeah, but he's going to the Dolphins. So Sean Watson
2: to the Rams though, can you imagine that? They go like teams. sixteen that's and 0 that, that, <laughs> that's, I mean that's the point is like could you imagine
4: what, what Sean McVay or Kyle Shanahan and both of those guys would do with a quarterback like that? I mean it, it's cool. just yeah. I, I just don't believe that Sean McVay is gonna sit, you know, happily and twiddle his thumbs for the next four years while Jared, he puts Jared Goff out there on the field. Why not? Okay, but Why like, not suppose,
0: go Suppose the defense somehow manages to lock down. We're gonna. I'm getting ahead of myself here. Suppose the defense manages to lock down Aaron Rodgers this week and they win. Mm-hmm. And then Goff already has what four playoff wins in his career? Five. Yeah. It's like I think that. I mean, that alone changes the discussion. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Like Aiden said, it's not as bad as it seems. Mm-hmm. If they can win with him, despite him, if you will, like it's. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. It'll it'll be bad, like I'm excited to see to win. how, how yeah. the game goes. <laughs>
1: Uh, speaking of things that might be as bad as they seem uh, on the other side of the Rams seahawks game the seahawks uh once again put up a disappointing playoff performance while russell wilson keeps getting older is there a chance that seattle's playoff window is closed and could that closing window possibly be attributed to wilson's massive contract why
4: uh, no, and I know historically that teams whose quarterbacks like take up a large percentage of the cap space don't find success, but I think the <laughs> exception to the rule is is when you have a top-five quarterback in the league, you can still find success otherwise. I, I don't believe that Wilson's contract is like a massive disaster, even if he did struggle in the second half of the season, but without Wilson, the Seahawks are a four-win team at best. I mean, they, they wouldn't win the, the NFC East. I I would call it. (laughs) I think the Seahawks' main problem is that they continue to miss on first-round draft picks over the last couple of years. I want to give John Snyder a lot of credit for what he's done uh, in his tenure for the Seahawks, because he's definitely drafted at least, I want to say, four Hall of Famers. Wilson, um, Earl Thomas, Richard Sherman, Sherman. and Bobby Wagner are probably four for for sure Hall of Famers. Mm -hmm. But, I mean... In most recent history, he hasn't really drafted very well. Um, all of their first-round picks are busts, and I know we want to give them a lot of credit for drafting DK Metcalf, but actually, in reality, they pass on him twice, and then he fell into their lap. So <laughs> it's just like one of those. That's things just where, knowing the exactly value exactly. exactly. He's he's just they fail over and over and over again in the draft, and then they force themselves to make several trades, like trading two first-round picks to get Jamal Adams. Or mm-hmm. trading a, a pick to go get Jadavian Clowney, or going and getting Quandre Diggs, or um, I forget who they drafted for Dunlap um, this year. Like mm-hmm. they, they just kind of they dig themselves in a hole, and then they spend yeah. the rest of the year trying to dig themselves out of the hole. And if they just produce enough homegrown mm-hmm. talent, and they actually nailed their first round picks, and they made um, more signings, necessary signings, if they didn't just draft a freaking running back and linebacker every single year. Put put talent on the offensive line. Like they just they're not doing well enough as far as putting effective talent on this team. Wilson was a Wilson was a home run. They they got great value out of him. They won a Super Bowl. They used all that for the defense. In fact, they're they they were not paying their defense anything either. But now ever since then, I mean, where's the value in this team? There's none. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: yeah. But I think the problem is and is that I can't see the team winning in the current state either. And I think it's like... Or winning a Super Bowl, please. Like, obviously, they win. Mm-hmm. They can make the playoffs. They can have a good record. But because of that lack of talent drafting that Wyatt uh, mentioned and because of Wilson's huge contract, like they're so ride or die by Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. And while he is yeah. undoubtedly a top-five quarterback, for them to ever win a Super Bowl, he'll have to be literally perfect throughout a whole season because the second he has a yeah. bad game or there's a couple picks or... Looks sort of how he did in the second half of the season. They're done. Like, th- there's no coming back from that. And it just feels like a weird situation because he gives, he's the only thing that gives them the chance mm-hmm. to win now. But as the team is currently constructed with his contract, they'll probably never win a Super Bowl. So I, I don't, it's just like a really hard situation because do you take maybe going 10 and 6, 11 and 5 ish every year with, mm-hmm. you know, maybe a couple above or below seasons? And then maybe make the divisional playoffs, or do you just try and like become that four win team? Hope your drafting gets better, and go from there. Like I just generally don't know the answer. Mm-hmm. I think from a fan perspective, I'd want the hope and the appeal of going like ten and six every year or eleven and five. But organizationally, like they either have to really retool the team around him, or like it just seems like a hard situation to deal with.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I think I agree with White. They just need to get better at talent identification. Yeah. I honestly after the season, I don't really like the Jamal Adams trade. What did he do for them? Like he he was running around getting sacks or whatever, but they had like the 31st best they had like the 30 the second worst pass Pass defense this year yeah it like, yeah, still him, terrible
3: Specifically mm-hmm. Jamal Adams was like in the bottom Like 5th percentile, <clears throat> like, yeah. in, a percentile yeah. in terms of like pass coverage And I um, get that he's on his
2: rookie yeah. deal Or whatever so he's yeah. cheap But then I mean he's he only had one, one more year deal. Yeah he has only one more year left of it yeah. So it's like I, I don't really like they, they feel like the Cowboys they, uh, Where they have so <laughs> many offensive weapons They got yeah. Metcalf they got Lockett Like so many great weapons but their offensive line's kind of shaky they got a really good running back I think in Chris Carson but then their defense just but, is just terrible.
4: And then the thing with Chris, Chris, Chris Carson, I think, is going to be a free agent. Mm-hmm. Like, they're, they're going to just, at some point, they're just going to run dry as far as talent goes. And mm-hmm. then they're going to continue to miss on running backs in the first round or linebackers in the first round. And then what? You know, like I said, like Russell, without Russell Wilson, is a four win team. And yeah, it's just. But is it a
2: four win team because you're paying Russell too much money?
4: No, because the, the the problem is I think that it's more they, the draft. They have yeah. too many like big contracts that they can't afford. Yeah. It's all the draft stuff, and I mean even like they just like they didn't retain Richard Sherman. They just didn't get like another strong corner. They didn't go get re- Jalen Ramsey or you know whatever it might be. They're rumored around all these like fancy players, like oh they might get Antonio Brown or they might get Jalen Ramsey mm-hmm. or they might do this and they might do that, and then they don't, and then you know now what? Like they just. They want to play like really physical smash mouth football, which is fair. Yeah. But I mean, like, do they even know what they're good at anymore? To be honest, like Pete Carroll is a mm-hmm. DB coach. Can't they just mm-hmm. don't they want to re- rebuild that <laughs> secondary? Like, yeah don't they want to get a, a true number one corner? Yeah. It yeah. it just doesn't feel like that they have a clear identity
0: going forward.
1: I feel like their identity is like just. Like having Russell Wilson yeah. at this point, <laughs> like I feel like that's just what they have settled yeah. on. Well,
0: yeah, that, they yeah. did just fire their offensive coordinator due to yeah. quote yeah. philosophical differences. So I don't know what that means for them <laughs> moving forward, but it seems yeah. like maybe yeah, maybe yeah. it'll be better next season.
2: They need to get off the let Russ cook train. They need to like I think tamper like Chris the, tamp that down. Cook, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just be well balanced. Have a well balanced diet. How about that?
0: <laughs> all
1: we can ever ask for. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we, uh, we're going to move into our last NFL segment then, which is making some quick picks for the divisional round of the playoffs. But before we jump into that, Jared, tell us how we did in the wild card round. I would love to hear. <laughs> As Lucas alluded to. <laughs>
2: Lucas and White were 6-0 and on their picks. Woo! So well done there. Aiden was 5-1. and Only pick wrong was the Steelers. Uh, I was 4-2, and and Bart came in last at 3-3, and unfortunately. If we're looking at the wild card round and when we picked the bubble teams like what who's going to win the nfc east who's knocked who's going to be knocked down the nfc and afc lucas is eight and one he's only been wrong on the the i think you said the colts i said the colts would, would miss the playoffs yeah i yeah, would miss the because that I was the only win. thing you've been wrong on since we've been doing nfl predictions mm-hmm. wyatt seven and two eight and six and three i'm six and three bart four and five so by the way on the college, the championship, coin, so. <laughs> yeah, on the college championship game <laughs> predictions by the way uh Lucas and Wyatt obviously were wrong. I was the closest <laughs> in margin of victory, and I correctly okay. predicted Bama's final score of 52. Just saying. Oh, wow. But let you know, the record show that
1: Jared texted me like right after the clock wound to zero saying I predicted the score correctly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was hoping Ohio
2: State would score a little bit. I, they couldn't have gotten to 35, or it would have been weird to get to 35, which is what I thought they were going to get to. But Anyway, let's make our predictions. <laughs> All right,
1: Aiden, kick us off. Uh, we'll start with the Chiefs and Browns in the AFC. Who's taking
3: it. Uh Chiefs. They're too good. I, I want the Browns to win. I will be rooting for the Browns, even though the Chiefs are likable, but Chiefs are going to win.
1: Yeah. Wyatt?
4: Uh, Chiefs, yeah, I would say Chiefs are going to win this one. I think the Browns had a good run, but I, you can't beat the Chiefs. Mm.
0: Sorry. <laughs> Bart? Yeah, no surprise, Chiefs. What Chase Claypool said about the Browns getting stomped is super annoying. I but know. Totally wrong. So yes. annoying. <laughs> I think it's smacked. Yeah, it's super I, salty. But yeah,
1: I, I've gone from liking to actively disliking Chase Claypool. The second half <laughs> really? of the season, I feel like yeah, the Steelers have so just
4: they've gone all in on this villain role, and at this point, they're just so unbearable that like I, I'm I, I'm yeah. so happy that they lost.
1: <laughs> like Chase,
0: they were, they yeah, I'm really won, happy going half won. a season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would love if they won.
4: Yeah,
0: but, yeah, they're right. not going
2: to though. I'm going Chiefs as well.
1: Yeah, and I'll round it out. Chiefs five for five. These are every team in the AFC. I feel like is very likable. Who's still in it, or at least not. Yeah. Really like. yeah, And yeah. I, I, I agree. I honestly be okay with the other one. So we'll move to the other AFC <laughs> matchup. Then uh, Aiden kick us off with your Bills versus Ravens pick.
3: I'm um, actually going Ravens as much as I like the Bills. I think the Ravens wow. have a lot of – well, they both have momentum. But the Bills have a middling run defense. I think mm. Lamar will take advantage of that maybe. So I'm, I'm going Ravens.
4: quiet uh, I feel this is my least confident pick that I'm. I think I'm going to make over the entire playoffs. But I watched Josh Allen make a couple throws in the last game. He would just flick his wrist, and the ball would go down 45 <laughs> yards. Like He's an, he's an incredible player. Yeah, so insane. I'm going to go with Bills if Josh Allen plays his best. I'm taking the
0: Bills. Mm. Bart? Yeah, I voted against the Ravens last week, and I'm going to do it again. Bills Mafia. <laughs> I am here for Josh Allen to, to make, get another playoff win. I agree. I think he and Stefan Diggs are going to look great this week. So, Bill. Jared?
2: This is also my least confident pick. I was – really about to go Ravens but I'm going Bills I thought they were going to win the AFC before the playoffs started they didn't look that impressive against the Colts but I'm still going Bills I'm rooting yeah. for both both quarterbacks though I hope they both have
1: a good game yeah I know it's thing. yeah me too yeah yeah, yeah. I'll finish it off with Bills as well just because I love the Buffalo Bills uh I think they're a really fun team and <laughs> like Wyatt said the things Josh Allen does are crazy like I think I would like look back and like think my TV glitched because of like the so little bit of how his arm moved and how far the ball went. There was but... there was a throw that he made. He was
4: running to the sideline. He just like kind of flicked his wrist and it was a perfect on the dot toe jag. Yeah. And I was like uh-huh. I just like did that I actually roll. just happen or did I just make that up in my head? It was incredible.
1: Yeah, he's insane. All right, we'll move into the NFC game then uh first game Packers Rams. Aiden, who are you picking?
3: Um, I think Packers, I don't think the Rams can keep up in terms of scoring with the possibly injured Jared Goff at QB. Um, I think the Packers will take it.
4: Wyatt? Yeah, I agree with Aiden. I think that if I were to bet whether the Rams would hold the Packers to zero or the Packers would hold the Rams to zero, I think the Packers would be more likely to stop a weaker Rams offense mm-hmm. than the Rams are to stop completely. A high-powered mm-hmm. Packers offense. So I think the Packers are still going to put points on the board no matter how good this defense is. I'm taking the Packers. Okay.
0: Yeah. Bart, interesting. Yeah, I would be closer on it if like if Aaron Donald were completely healthy. But as far as I know, he's still questionable. But like the Rams are the number one scoring defense. I feel like it's going to be closer than people think. But I also mm-hmm. will take the Packers.
2: Yeah. I Shared? don't think it's going to be that close. I'm going Packers. I think it'll be a double-digit win. I think. Wow. Wow.
1: All right, I've been big on the Rams all year, and I'm sticking with hey. The oh, LA Rams. I'd love to see it. I, yeah. The scoring defense, like Bart mentioned, is so good, and Cam Akers played pretty well last game at running back. So even if you do yeah, run, he did. Healthy <laughs> he did.
4: Yeah, I do yeah. want to pick the Rams, but I, I can't bet against yeah. the Packers right yeah. now.
1: <laughs> That's fair. Um, all right, we'll finish it off with that last matchup: Saints versus Bucks. Mm-hmm. Jared or Aiden, who are you going with?
3: Um, Saints. They've they've easily won both. The regular season matchups including 38 to 3 the last time i don't think it'll be that much of a blowout uh, but i do think the saints will take it
4: <clears throat> why saints probably have the best roster top to bottom i would say outside of i mean if you were to not count quarterbacks at all between this matchup i think that the saints probably are just a better team overall saints
0: all right yeah, Saints. I mean, I don't think they looked as good against, or they didn't mm-hmm. beat the Bears by as much as they should have. <laughs> but the Bucks also barely beat Taylor Heineke. So mm-hmm. I think the Saints are also the more well-rounded team. Saints.
2: Yeah, here's Jared. the thing: the Bucks honestly just aren't that good. They beat the Packers mm-hmm. in Week Six and the Washington Football Team, and those are the only playoff teams they beat. They had a super easy schedule. Mm-hmm. Michael Thomas and Drew Brees have a lot of chemistry. Developed some chemistry in that game too. I'm going Saints.
1: And I'll diverge again from everybody. I'm going to pick the Bucks. I think no there's, way. Yeah. I Wait, think in your preseason
2: bucket, that... you said the Bucks were going to lose in the divisional round. Okay. Well, uh, <laughs> people. People. Either way, he's right. I
1: didn't know who they would play. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I think there's no scarier person than Tom Brady scorned, and they've lost mm-hmm. both games this year. So I think I'll give them at least a fighting chance. Even if they lose, I think it'll be close. I don't think. Yeah, the Saints will blow them out or anything so yeah. we'll see picking both upsets in the NFC yeah dang alright well we're going to finish it off with some NBA uh, we're going to start with a little segment we've done before called contender or pretender so most teams are about 10 12 games in the season at this point and it's time to make some bold claims about who of the <laughs> teams in the east and the west with the better records are contenders and who are pretenders so I'll provide a name and then two people will debate whether they're contenders or pretenders. And we'll start with my beloved Philadelphia 76ers, who pulled off a miracle win at the Miami Heat about 25 <laughs> minutes ago and now sit at 8-4 and um, at second in the East. So, Bart, Philadelphia 76ers, contender or pretender?
0: Uh, hesitant cash, or as in Contender. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this isn't catcher trash yet. I, I also wrote so catcher trash true. in my notes. Yeah, I did as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I um, like they looked really good out of the gate, but they lost those three straight games that made them look kind of iffy. I know they had the the NBA kind of screwing them with the COVID stuff, but uh, yeah, I think this hinges on whether Embiid can sustain an MVP level season. He's looked really good so far. I think at, at their ceiling, they are a contender. What do you yeah. think, Lucas?
1: No, I mean I agree, and I don't think this is just like a Homer pick either. I've watched every single game this season, and Embiid has looked significantly better than he has in any other season. Like Bart alluded to with the MVP tonight, he went off for twenty in the third quarter alone, and he can just he has an ability now to take over games in a way I don't think he did earlier in his career, and I don't know what happened. Mm. Plus, the roster is built much better around him and Simmons than it ever was in the past because they got. Elite shooters and Seth Curry, Danny Green, Shake Milton at this point. Um, plus, Tyrese Maxey, who they picked up in the draft, a revelation. He's great. I don't know how he dropped all the way to 21. He's fast. He's, I don't know, the second coming of uh, Tony Parker. He dropped 39 on the full Spring Nuggets <laughs> team when uh, the Sixers had all those guys out. So, I I'm very much think the Sixers are a contender. I don't think they might win the title this year, but I think they're going to be a very good team. And we'll move next to uh, the Phoenix Suns, who are currently tied for second in the West at 7-4. and four. So, Jared, contender or pretender, Phoenix Suns?
2: You're, you're not a contender for me unless you have an S-tier player, which I don't think the Suns have. They feel like a Nuggets slash Jazz type of team where they play great team basketball whatever. They have, like, solid players, obviously. But I, I would be shocked to see them in the Western Conference Finals. So for that reason, I'm going to say pretender.
3: Hmm. You wouldn't say that the Nuggets are a. You wouldn't say they're a contender, in general. Like no, no. Oh, huh, interesting. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna. I'm saying contender with the Suns. I think mm. post quarantine, Suns are forced to be reckoned with. Um, I think like <laughs> they have so much. I agree, Jared, that they don't have an S tier player. You're right about that. Mm-hmm. Devin Booker isn't quite S tier, even if he's a, a scoring machine to some extent. Um, I think Mikel Bridges has like shown awesome progression this year he was great in the bubble but he's a shutdown defender with a nice three stroke you know deandre aden's a force in the paint camp johnson super talented and they've got that uh veteran presence with chris paul uh so i would be scared of the suns right now i would i would not be shocked if they make the western conference finals um okay. i don't know if i'm yeah i don't know if i'm prepared to say that they will but i, th- I think will be I'll be up there. Book it. Book it. <laughs> I hate this peer pressure to book it. I, I love yeah. rooting for the Suns, so I'm going to Yeah, I'm gonna book that the Suns oh. make the West. All he Olympics said was finals. he wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> wouldn't
1: be surprised equals definitely going to. Yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> exactly. Um, but anyway, we, we will see. Let's hope they don't collapse now.
1: Wait, so did you book it or not?
3: I'm going to book it. Okay. Because cool. I think the Western conference has looked kind of weak so far. Um, and I'd love yeah. to have any excuse to root yeah. for the Suns even more so. So yeah. um, we'll see. We'll see. Um, but anyway, moving on to the I- Indiana Pacers. They're currently fourth in the East at six and four. Um, Wyatt, contender or pretender?
4: Uh, pretender. And this is probably the same reason why Jared didn't put the Suns up there. Is I just don't think that they have a player that is of championship talent. I mean, there. I don't think, and I don't know the stat, stat 100% off the top of my head, but there hasn't been a, file, a finals in the most recent years without KD, LeBron, Kawhi, or Steph. I think it's one of those four players. And none of those players are obviously on the Indiana Pacers, and I don't think there's <laughs> a player that's good enough to get to that level. So, uh, pretender for me.
0: Bart? I, yeah, agree entirely. agree about the, the S-tier thing. <clears throat> I love Brogdon. I love um, Sabonis. Oladipo is my boy. I mean TJ Warren is shown flashes at times. But none of them are like none of them are gonna carry you against right. like the 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 Celtics or the Sixers of the world. So yeah, mm-hmm. agree. Pretender. All right.
1: Next up we have the uh, the LA Clippers who are currently tied for second in the West with the Suns at seven and four. Jared, contender or pretender.
2: I feel like everybody's gonna disagree with me this on this, but I'm going contenders. I would pick them to make <laughs> the Western Conference Finals. I, this feels like when Paul George was on the Indiana Pacers, like, really solid team, and this time he's got Kawhi. He never had that kind of – another player as good as that. But then he's going to run into, like, a LeBron buzzsaw in the Western Conference Finals. <laughs> I don't think they're going to beat the Lakers in a series, especially as the Lakers hopefully get, like, a little more rest and everything. I mean, they look good already. But I, I think the Clippers are definitely contenders.
4: Jared, I agree with you. I think that okay. they are contenders, and – I think that if at their best, they can really just pretty much pretty much beat just about anybody. It is hard for me to back up the Clippers team though entirely because I definitely think they dug themselves in the hole the same way that the Steelers did, where they kind of like talked a big talk and then they obviously Mm -hmm. fell short. And I know that the entire like NBA universe is ganging up on Paul George right now, (laughs) but he also kind of deserves it because he just like he has denied credibility for a lot of the stuff that's happened. He didn't play very well. I believe he has a talent enough to kind of get himself back up to maybe a more credible player. They are contenders, but I've I don't I'm not gonna bet on them to win anything big this year. All right.
1: And we'll finish it off with the Orlando Magic. Who got off to a hot start this year for uh only team to win their first four games. Uh they currently sit tied for fifth in the East, right above five hundred at six or six and five. Aiden.
3: Contender or Pretender for the Orlando Magic? Uh, pretender. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, they started off 4-0, and you said, but now they're 6-5. and And they've beaten the Cavs twice, the Wizards twice, the Thunder, and the Heat. So that's the only, like, really impressive one there is the Heat. Um, and they haven't been, like, that great so far. Also, they just lost Markel Fultz for the season, mm-hmm. and Markel was actually a pretty important piece to their team. Yeah. Um, so yeah, not convinced that the magic will be any different this year than they were last year when they were in eight seed essentially. So I think they definitely shot the playoffs, but not a contender.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, they haven't played well against the good teams they've played either, like the Sixers especially. <laughs> Vucevic is a nice piece, but he's not going to lead any team to a championship yeah, okay. or anywhere close. So. Mm. We'll move on then to the game that everybody prepared for for the last one: Cash or Trash <laughs> um, with uh, MVP contenders. So every year, Basketball Reference tries to perfect an algorithm to predict the NBA MVP. They have all these stats they put in. It's very volatile at the beginning of the season, but as of January 10th, uh, the top five were Nikola Jokic, Joel Embiid, James Harden, LeBron James, and Alvaro Brown. So we'll go through one by one: Cash or Trash. Whether these guys are actually MVP contenders. We'll start with you, Wyatt. Jokic. Cash or Trash is an MVP contender.
4: Gosh. And I, they never really elect the big man, but I think he the Jokic is incredibly underrated. He is a fantastic facilitator, especially at the center position. He can kind of score whenever he wants to, which I think is an underrated part of his game. I don't think we talk about the, i know he's chubby and he's a little slow and we like to you know make jokes about him but he he does score whenever he wants to he's an offensive machine uh with some ridiculous with, shots the ball. Too. yeah mm-hmm. some ridiculous shots he's willed his team in many playoff games of most recent years i think he can will his team um in matchups with just about anybody so i would say cash i wouldn't again i wouldn't bet on it because i don't elect big men but i like him and i think that he has a chance
3: Yeah, I'm going to cash as well. I mean, he's been ridiculous so far this year. I mean, he's been ridiculous in general and underrated, but, like, he's currently averaging a triple-double as a center. Like, that's crazy. So, yeah, he's also shooting above 40% from three. Yeah, he's... And also on defense, I feel like he gets a fair amount of crap for his defense, or, like, he's not, like, praised the way that some other guys are, but, like, advanced stats indicate that he's, you know, generally, like, like, above-average defender, so... Yeah, I think he's definitely a uh, contender for this at the moment. Um, We'll see if it... The Nuggets haven't been great so far, so I think if they have a kind of down season, that'll hurt his case. But if they turn things around and he's driving it, Um, I could definitely see it. Yeah. We'll we'll stay Uh, with
1: one big man and move to another. Uh, From Jokic to Embiid, Jared, Joel Embiid. Cash or Trash is a legit MVP contender.
2: Trash. The only reason he has hype was because the 76ers had the best record for like a minute. And I don't, I don't, I personally don't like the argument where the best player on the best team should be the MVP. So whether you like it or not, the MVP is a scoring award. The last ten MVP winners were in the top seven of scoring at least. And Embiid is currently fifteenth, and are before the game he played today. So I don't know where he yeah, is now. Scored
1: but... forty five tonight. So. Oh wow. Back <laughs> on those so stats. he, yeah, he could be up there.
2: But I think you, usually when the player, usually they're in the top five even. And when they're lower on the list, it's because they have a super exciting play style and like. Essentially, a good marketing campaign because of that, which I don't think Embiid will get. So I don't think I don't think he'll win.
1: I'm gonna slightly cash this one. Um, like Homer. S- slight cash. <laughs> hey. Have you watched him play a single game this season? he's, no, electric. he's electric. He's <laughs> he's electric. He's electric. He's unstoppable. He looks better than he's ever looked. Like without a doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. like his stats are like Jared said. They're they're solid. They're not top tier. But, like, he dropped 45 on the Heat tonight, so they'll improve. And if you just talk purely in terms of value, um, he, like, the one game, the few games he hasn't played, they've looked horrific. Like, even when they had a full <laughs> team minus him, and they got killed by the Cavs. So, I don't, I don't think he'll win it, but I would not be shocked, especially if the Sixers stay towards the top of the East, if he continues to just, like, dominating takeover games as he had if he wasn't at least in the conversation but we'll move on to James Harden next Jared back to you
2: I'm going trash the Rockets won't be doing anything special this year they got a 3-5 and five record as of this recording Kareem's the only player that's won the MVP without his team making the playoffs I don't really see James bucking that trend and if he's traded he guaranteed won't win the MVP because that's never happened Yeah, where he have been on two teams and won I mean, you can't really say that you're the most valuable player if you got traded. I don't think so. This is a big trash. Easy trash. I don't know what went into this algorithm to put him on there, to be honest. <laughs> I really don't. I mean, he's
4: a good player, and I also trash it, though, because I, I think that although he's going to put up numbers, I think that the NBA voters and a lot of NBA viewers are maybe be a little are a little tired of the style of play that he has and kind yeah. of want him want him to change it up, unless he's able to completely change his game or just average, like, 45 points a game and uplift the Rockets to... A top three record or wherever he ends up going you know i i don't think that he might win mvp i think that the nba might be just too tired of watching james harden do the same thing over and over and over again uh-huh. with zero results yeah agreed
1: okay. all right next we'll move on to a former mvp bart lebron james currently fourth <laughs> in the algorithm cash of trash <laughs> is a legit mvp contender this year
0: so I was going to make a joke and say contender instead of cash because I didn't <laughs> last time. But I think that's why I was confused because it actually makes sense this time. But, but, <laughs> no, I'm actually kidding, though. I, I think I think it's a trash. Um, Whoa. This is same, same logic as last year. His numbers are terrific this year, as we know, like 24, 8, and 8. Uh, his plus, uh, his on-off numbers are fantastic. He's even looking pretty good defensively. The Lakers are probably going to be the one seed, yada, yada, yada. As long as you have Anthony Davis on your team, who is also an MVP contender, you can't be. I don't think it makes sense for him to get picked. It's what I said when we talked about this in the spring, um, or not in the spring. Whenever we were talking about the MVP candidates at the end of the bubble regular season, mm-hmm. um, I just think LeBron's numbers are excellent, but he's, he's he, he like it would take eighty getting injured or, or something else crazy. Um what do you think, Lucas?
1: Yeah, I mean I so much of the MVP too and Jared alluded to this is about narrative. I just don't think the narrative is in any way in LeBron's favor, just because like he's unquestionably the one of the two greatest players all time. I think the greatest player of all time. And I feel like the MVP also usually goes to somebody who like exceeds expectations or at the very least, like I don't know. Somebody who Doesn't have like sky high expectations all the time, wins the MVP a lot. And I think just because you're so used to LeBron's excellence, like him putting up another 24 8 8 year just seems like it's just LeBron doing his thing. Like he's not the best (laughs) player because this is just what he is. And I think because of that, I don't know. I don't think there's any way he wins it.
0: We need to trigger a narrative that he just deserves it for his legacy (laughs) because he doesn't. That would would be the argument. Uh
1: Yeah. And we'll finish it off then with. A surprise guy <laughs> um, the top five uh, MVP contenders: Indiana Pacers Malcolm Brogdon. In cash for trash as a legit MVP contender. Cash.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. We all we, let's say it together. Cash. Yeah, no. um, it's it's trash. I mean, Malcolm's been really good. Like he's twenty three points a game, shooting almost forty forty eight percent from three, which is absurd. Um, he's a good defender. Obviously, he's a key to like a, a good Pacers team. But we're not going to see a guy scoring twenty three points a team, points a game on a team that's will likely be a four or five seed. Um, like winning MVP, like it's it's just not going to happen.
0: Yes. Agreed. I think it would be a success for him if he could like stay on this list for another week. I would say. I think. No, I mean, I, like like Aiden said, his his numbers are solid, but he's on the Pacers. There's absolutely no narrative or buzz for them. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, the KD is probably going to start sneaking up onto it. Luca obviously is going to yeah. start sneaking up onto it. There's mm-hmm. no way he's going to be in the top five, let alone <laughs> yeah. near the top. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, unfortunately, yeah. For, for, I mean, I'm sorry, but it's
3: true. <laughs> he's going to listen
1: to yeah. this podcast part and just, and be like, have so the motivated. greatest season in NBA history. He's going he's gonna...
3: to he's gonna score 24 points a game. It's going to be wild. Every yeah. While <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. No, Heike though, I think, like, KD, if KD stays healthy, which, again, is suspect, I, th- he, I think he'll be top three, at least, in the voting if he plays Staff? most of the season.
4: Staff has playing. Uh, well.
3: Staff's been wild, but I don't think the yeah. Warriors will be good enough that that... Yeah. Um, matters. It'll depend on that. But I don't know. Yeah. Stuff has been crazy.
2: We will be watching the MVP race closely. That That's going to conclude our episode right there. If you liked what you heard, please give us five stars on Apple Podcasts and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Spotify and, or SoundCloud. We really appreciate you listening. If you have feedback for us on the show, follow us on Twitter at YouThoughtSport. We just had our one year anniversary of our Twitter account as well. So help us celebrate and leave us a comment there. Until next week, The crew is signing off.